What's up guys, welcome back to the podcast. Hope everyone is keeping well. Thank you very much for listening in. So if you are tuning into this one, uh, you want to know how we are doing things with our clients to make sure that they are still in shape, but most importantly, they're not regaining or even gaining any weight during Ramadan. Now, very common, this does happen to a lot of people and it's important that you understand exactly how the body works. Now guys, like I said to you from day one, I'm here to give it to you straight. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything or mollycoddle anyone. If you don't like what I say, it's because you're not willing to accept the facts, really, and you are blinded by the nonsense on TikTok and social media. Fat loss is simple, okay? However, in practice, not so much because you may be a student. You may have 101 things going on. You may be a mother or father. How do you achieve all of that when you have kids to look after, a house to run, a job to perform, you know, long hours and, you know, stresses of everyday modern life, technology, distractions, everything. How do you actually achieve fat loss within that? That's the goal. Everyone knows what they need to do. Okay. And my job is to simplify things. Now we do it with our clients, with the team, but I also like to put out these podcasts to educate you guys and tell you what you need to know. What not, not what you want to know. Oh, sorry. I tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, so what do we do every single year? We've been doing this for a number of years, coming on nine years now. How do we achieve the results with our clients and how do we make sure that they don't gain the weight? Well, first of all, what you must understand during Ramadan is nothing changes except the feeding hours, okay? The body doesn't shift immediately to this Ramadan mode where oh, you're going to start burning fat because you fasted, right? Which we know is nonsense now. And if you don't know and you're not willing to accept that fact, then please let me know and I'll be more than happy to share some actual research material to show you the documented evidence that this is not true. You don't lose fat by fasting. Okay, we've cleared that up. Now, again, it's all about the energy balance. So how much you are consuming versus how much you are burning. The difference here, of course, is the amount of time that you have available. So, you know, you may have 10, 11 hours of eating, whereas, you know, any other time of the year, you have potentially 16, 17, 18 hours, right, where you can spread the food out. That's the difference. That's how Ramadan makes things a little bit more trickier. But the law of weight loss and weight gain still applies. Okay, guys, so let's quickly bust some myths right now. As we've covered, fasting does not burn fat. The process of, you know, doing cardio on an empty stomach does not burn fast, does not burn fat, okay? Opening your fast with a lemon-infused and cucumber water will not burn fat, okay? Ramadan does not necessarily mean you'll immediately lose fat. The reason most people can generally achieve a bit of fat loss is because if you think about it, you have a time of period, so you have a period of time where you're not going to be eating. But when you do eat, chances are it's a lot of food to take in in seven or eight hours or whatever it may be. So in most cases, people may end up undereating. Guess what happens when you undereat slightly? In most cases, you'll be in a calorie deficit, the negative energy balance. Guess what happens when that happens? Weight loss. Okay, that's it. There's nothing different. Ramadan is just an opportunity for you to be able to cram in, you know, fewer calories because you don't, it's not like you're intentionally doing it. It's just because that's the, the way it works. That's the fasting process. 
Okay, so please bear in mind that doing any exercises fasted or trying any other crazy tactics will not speed it up. Okay, what you do out with Ramadan applies here. The only thing I would change, of course, is your workout. I'd recommend that you ideally don't work out. I know some people recommend you do, which is stupid advice. But if you really, really wanted to, then training after you've broken your fast is the best thing. Okay, that's what I would recommend. Now, how do you get enough calories when you're someone who struggles to eat quite a lot as it is? So, what you must remember from the... So, we've got three food groups. Okay, so I'm going to use... Let's just use a chicken biryani as an example okay your rice that's the carbohydrates then you've got the chicken which will be your protein right then you've got your healthy fats or just your fats right let's say the fats in most cases would probably come from the oil that you use the ghee the butter or even crispy onions which i know some recipes do okay so your three main food groups and then you've got fiber which i suppose could be classed as one from the three food groups the one that's going to contain higher calories per gram will be the fats, okay? So that's why people say cut down fat because they've got higher calories, and that's true, yeah? But fats are not fattening. This term, oh, that's so fattening, needs to go. There's no such thing as a fattening food, only a food higher in energy or calories. And the more you have of these, then, you know, there's a higher chance of you gaining weight, okay? So... We've got the three food groups. Now, if you're someone who struggles to consume a lot of calories during Ramadan, guess what? Healthy fats are going to be your best friend. So every single year, we have identified our clients who struggle with it. So what we do is we get them to up their fat intake. So for example, they could have an omelette with two eggs and they can toss on some cheddar cheese. Okay. Or I'll say to them, right, in between meals, why don't you have a big tablespoon of peanut butter or a handful of nuts? Or a big fat glass of blue milk. Okay, the full fat one. Okay, healthy fats. So when you lean more towards healthy fats, your calories will go up naturally. And that's for someone who struggles in to take calories. Okay, so do you see what I'm saying here? It's it's the same thing any other time of the year. But you just manipulate some foods to make life a bit easier. So weight gain generally tends to happen because people overconsume. <laughs> that's it. They eat more. There's nothing else to it. You just eat more calories, you eat more food. There we go. And that's quite easy to do for some people because if the hour comes, you can easily, without realizing it, shovel down eight, nine, hundred, one thousand calories easily without realizing it. Okay? That And then you'll obviously have your food later on in the day as well. A lot of people say, oh, I'm, I'm on 1,200 calorie diets and stuff, but you shouldn't really be on anyway, right? But people will say, oh, I'm not eating that much. You probably are. You might feel like you're not. But the foods that you're eating are infused, with, in most cases, with a lot of fats in them, right? And that's what's causing the weight gain. So I hope that makes sense, because ultimately, it is about the energy balance. What you're doing in Ramadan is no different to any other time of the year. It's just the time, the hours you have to eat. And that's it. That's all I've got to say. Now I'm only kidding. Right, so how do you, how do people end up gaining weight, or they end up regaining weight afterwards? So... The way the body works is the body likes to stay the same, okay? So when you fast or when you restrict your calories quite a lot, it detects it and it says to you, okay, we're going through a famine, even though you're not, but the body thinks that you're starving. Not the starvation mode. That's a myth. It doesn't exist. But the body says, okay, we're not enjoying this, so we don't like this. So what we're going to do is we're going to get ready to create some extra fat cells so that when you go back to eating normally, then we're going to store more fat so that we can prepare ourselves. Because 
It's controlled starvation. The body doesn't really like to do it. And that's why people who do drastic diets and 1,000 calorie diets and bloody egg diets and whatever the heck you want to call it, stupidity is what I call it in a nutshell, when, whenever you do these things, the body doesn't like it. It then has self-defense systems in place, which is why weight regain is a lot easier. But the problem is, people want quick rewards. When you chase the slow game, which doesn't sound appealing, it doesn't sound sexy, you will achieve, yes, fat loss at a slower rate, but guess what? You're going to be achieving it in the long term. That individual who's doing it quickly and trying too quickly is going to be losing a little bit of weight in the short term, but for the long term, she'll be bigger off or he will be bigger off, okay? And that's why you must focus on slow, consistent drops, not big ones. So when you go through this kind of controlled starvation, the body doesn't enjoy it and it's preparing itself for the future because it's saying to you, hey, you have done this, we don't like this, so for the next time if you ever attempt this, we want to be better prepared, which is why it gains extra fat, okay, when you go back to eating normally. Because in most cases, you end up overeating anyway because you're so hungry. Yeah, I hope that makes sense, guys. And people don't pay attention to it because it's not fancy, but I guarantee if I did a TikTok video with you know so much time and effort put into it and I added a bit of humor that's the kind of stuff that grabs people's attention yeah but I have no time for that I'd rather just do in a podcast and for people that actually want to hear the truth and they want to work on it I'll even just admit it just now the people that listen to the podcast and work on the information I've given them they end up sending me dms a couple of weeks later and they're saying thank you I've managed to achieve this that or the other that is crack to me guys that is amazing that's what I get high off those kind of messages Okay, not the messages where people are saying, oh, can I work with you? Yeah, we can help people. But in most cases, we'll decide whether the, you know, the program is suitable for them. But you can easily achieve this with just some free information. Okay, so when it comes to Ramadan, it's, n- it's not different to any other time of the year. Now, if you want ideas, this was not the podcast for it. We've got the guide for it, the Ramadan guide. I believe to date now it's had about 700 downloads, which for us is quite a lot. We're proud of that. We're happy. We thank every single one of you. So head on over to the website or our Instagram link in the bio and you'll be able to download a free copy. There we go. Okay, so definitely make use of it. But as far as dieting goes and losing weight goes, it's no different. It's just that you've got shorter amount of hours, so you need to be smart with how you manipulate certain foods. Okay, and if you wanted to achieve weight loss during Ramadan, then you can just try your best. Use our guide, of course, if you need help, but eat the right foods. Okay. But then what I would probably use to your advantage is steps. Depending on where you are in the world, obviously it might not be easy because the, the heat might take over. But when you're doing your steps uh, compared to doing like a workout, those are two different kind of levels of intensity. Okay, they, they require two different levels of focus, steps and actually doing a solid workout. Now I'm not talking about a 15 minute quote unquote booty burning or hourglass Chloe Ting workout on YouTube, none of that nonsense. I'm talking about an effective, you know, 30 minute routine where ideally you've got weights and you're lifting heavier and you're getting stronger. Those kind of workouts. Okay? So there we go. 11 minutes or so. Well, it might be a bit longer now as I do my closing part of the episode. But guys, listen, it really is that simple. We don't have a huge audience on the pod. Well, a pretty healthy one, but not huge. And I'm not interested in that because the people that don't like the information, they end up tuning out. And 
the ones that are listening to the end, the ones that action the boring advice, they're the ones that win. They're the happiest in the end. Right, guys? Like, so after listening to this, if you've just sat there and you've thought, I've just wasted 12 minutes, I knew all this, well, then why are you listening if you knew all this? Maybe for reassurance, and if that's the case, and that's cool. So now you know what you need to do, then go and do it. Okay, so just remember, it's no different to any other time of the year. There's no special authority foods, there's no special seri foods, there's no special approach you should take to it. Eat the way you would any other time of the year. Yes, culture does mean that you will eat certain foods and you know the way that you do the authorities will be different. I, I, fair enough. I'm not a fan of it, but I appreciate you know why it's there, so people do it. But ultimately, it's the same concept. Energy, calories, they do matter at the end of the day. So if you've been using a portion guide before Ramadan, continue using it. You'll be hungrier. Well, guess what? That was going to happen. So why don't you have more water? You need to hydrate anyway, right? That's the most important thing. Fruits and vegetables. Maybe not too many veggies because obviously you don't want to get blocked up as you won't be able to get much water in. Um, but ultimately, it's still the same thing that matters. Okay, How much do you consume versus how much are you burning? And realistically, if you know you're not going to be moving around much or working out, which is fine, then be smart about it and say, okay, if I'm gonna, I'll probably stop at one spring roll for my starters. I'll stop at one samosa at the starters, you know, that sort of thing. Hopefully this makes sense, guys. So um, a lot of people have been asking about the Ramadan approach that we've got um, with the coaching service. Now, at the moment, um, from memory, I do believe we're pretty packed now. So I don't think we're taking on any more clients now. Um, and we can't because quality of work will diminish, right? We want to make sure we're giving ample opportunity to every single client they've got our undivided attention so if you're keen to work with us and fill in a gap if and when someone does leave during ramadan as in not leave like drop out but when they achieve their goal then just let me know and we can put you on the waiting list um and then we can fill that void or if you've got any other questions about the program generally then just please drop me a message okay but this enough this information is enough like you don't need coaching for this right this is stuff that you can implement in your first week build a strong base and in Ramadan, you know, really focus on the nutrition and do everything else that you need to do during the month of Ramadan. And post the month, you can really get stuck into it and achieve some fat loss, okay? So remember, there's nothing different. I could have just said that at the beginning of the call, but I just wanted to elaborate. Right, guys, hopefully that made sense. If you found that I was not answering the question you wanted, or maybe if I was going in circles, or maybe something didn't make sense that you want to clarify, hell, if, you, if you've even got an argument against fasted cardio and fat loss please let me hear them i'll be keen to have a little chat okay take care for now guys